Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sports Staff Up, Not Either Fan. I'm your host, Wayne Lewis, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors. Wrap up the regular season portion at 41 and 41, perfectly mid, as the Raptors take down the Milwaukee Bucks by a score of 121 to 105 on the last day of uh, the season. So, um, obviously, look, the Raptors didn't bring a lot of their, their key players, right? Some of the starters were not available for this game. Um, you know, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Pascal Siakam, OJ Anobi got the day off, got to rest. You know, honestly, they deserve it, right? Um, I was a little surprised to see that Jakob Pertl and Scotty Barnes, the other two members of the starting five, were still in the lineup. But it wasn't so much a surprise to see them play pretty much just the first half. Scotty played a little bit of the third quarter as well. But, you know, they were only going to play half the game. You know, they did their thing. Uh, and then, yeah, otherwise it was just kind of a night for all the other guys to sort of step in here. And we got to see extended run for a lot of the Raptors 905 crew. You know, Ron Harper Jr. playing 22 minutes off the bench. Um, Joe Wieskamp, 15 minutes off the bench. Christian Coloco getting pretty extended time. We've seen him in the rotation, but we've seen him play cons- like entire quarters. That's very rare, right? So we got to see that tonight in the fourth quarter. Donald Panton really was able to go off. I, th- I liked what I saw from him. And and yeah, you know, I think more than anything else, the Raptors just came in with a pretty strong uh, approach towards everything. You know, like I, I think that they didn't kick the ball around. They weren't just taking silly shots. They weren't really making a mockery of the whole situation. Like, I think ideally what you want to see is guys show some hunger when they come into the game, when they when they don't typically play. And, and that's kind of what happened here. The Raptors did have that. Um, hunger, they had that togetherness, and uh, you know, look, I'm, I'm not really going to praise the players just for doing their job, but like, you know, I, I think it is better than the alternative where, um, you know, this game could have just been us booing Goran Dragic in the building and, 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 and seeing them lose. So, no, I, look, I, I, I think you could start with the fact that the, the starting group came out. Um, you know, Malachi got the start at point guard in replacement of Fred Van Vliet, and the Precious got the replacement start for Pascal in the starting group. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I really liked seeing what I saw from both those guys. I, I thought Precious really took it strong a few times, had some, you know, poster dunks, as you would expect. Um, you know, rebound the ball well, shot the three, you know, with some confidence. Again, like, if you can't shoot the ball with confidence in a game like this, like, when can you really shoot the ball with confidence, right? You know that it, it's chill. Like, everything's chill. No one's going to get on you for a bad shot. You're not going to get pulled for a bad shot. You're not going to get pulled for getting missing a shot. Like, you know, the game is, is there – um, and just to, to be played freely. And I thought that, you know, Precious took that chance. I, I like seeing the force in which he played tonight. Um, you know, definitely the dunks got the crowd going a little bit. Honestly, a pretty decent crowd for a Sunday where, you know, we're talking about a game that doesn't really matter. It literally had no impact on the standings whatsoever. Um, but, you know, all those dunks, I thought, brought some energy to the crowd. I liked what I saw from Precious. And then, yeah, I thought, I thought Malachi came in and, and, and did his job really well. Uh, really ran uh, both the starting group and the bench group well. Um, you know, showed some moments of aggressiveness. Um, had probably, for me, the play of the game where he got into the lane off a of pick and roll. And obviously, he had a decision to make in terms of where he was going to go. Was he going to pass to the roller or was he going to take a shot? And in, in faking for the move, he did like a little cut dribble. Um, where it kind of just completely froze Myers Leonard, um, who, by the way, tonight just got scored on over and over again. I don't know why he's back in the league. There was no necessary reason for him to be back in the league after what he said, but okay, he's back in the league. Um, But yeah, the Raptors just went at him over and over again, and Malachi froze him with that cut dribble and then went up for a short little floater. It was actually a really, really beautiful move. 
um, in a game that, you know, obviously had a lot of sloppiness that go into it. But I thought Malachi did his job. I thought Precious did his job. Those guys came in, showed the hunger. Obviously, Precious has been in the rotation more than Malachi, but kind of the same deal, right? Younger players still in the rookie skill contracts. Um, haven't really carved out a consistent bench role. Last season, Precious was able to do that. This year, you know, he's been more up and down. We've even seen him get DMPs recently. So when they come into a game like this, I expect you to come in and feast. And, and these guys did that. So that, that's, that's credit to them. I think the more important subplot here is that Gary Trent Jr. got to find some form of rhythm. Uh, obviously, we'll need to see this happen in a game where the game is played at full intensity. Um, and not against the Nasus. Like, if the Nasus is in the game, all the results on this game should have, like, a, an asterisk, like a Thanasis asterisk. But, um, yeah, Gary came into the game and, and found his rhythm. Like, really early on, he was shooting the ball beautifully, uh, really hitting shots um, in rhythm. Uh, mid-range pull-up was there for him. Got to the foul line a couple of times, made a four-point play, uh, had the confidence to take pull-up threes in transition as well. He was just, you know, going for his game, and, and I think that, you know, the biggest thing is obviously the Raptors need to find that level of production from him again in the playing game. Um, and then, of course, if they get through the playing games into the series where they probably have a chance to play Milwaukee, like that's the only possible opponent. The Raptors can only get as high as eights in the actual final standings. And, of course, they would play Milwaukee. So you're going to need Gary to have games like this. Um, we've seen him do it. Obviously, he had good games against Milwaukee this season. There's no doubt. Um, the one game where he got his headband flung off, I thought, you know, he did okay. And then, of course, the other game before that, he was the one who hit all those crazy shots to send it into OT. So, you know, I, I think uh, it's important to see Gary get his rhythm back. And, and to be honest, like, with him heading into frigency as well, I, I really didn't want the last impression of Gary Trent Jr., if he were to move on, to be what we saw down the stretch of the season where it was like, okay, Nick's kind of just begging him to come back, and then he came back against Boston and couldn't score a single bucket. Like, you know, not that this changes everything. I don't think anyone's going to remember anything from this game, myself included. But, like, um, you know, find some rhythm, get into the play-in. And we know Gary has the potential to really be a big shot maker for the Raptors. And uh, tonight he looked much more like himself. Um, so that's good. We got to see him for 27 minutes. He came out of the game maybe through the third quarter. And then, yeah, you know, you, you, you got to see, um, you know, uh, a lot of bench guys come in and, and, and put their impact on the game. Um, obviously, Chris Boucher with his typical style of, of game, you know, uh, ran the floor hard in transition. A lot of opportunities to do that in this game. Um, I thought, you know, the Raptors matched Milwaukee's intensity well. I mean, it's not like Milwaukee came out playing all out, but, you know, they're still a professional outfit. They still got some veterans on the squad. You know, I, I was decently impressed with uh, some of the guys that, that, that they put on the floor tonight. Um, and so, like, you, you still needed to, to guard them decently. They still moved the ball around and stuff like that. So, um you know, it was important for, for the Raptors to, to at least, you know, nail the basics, right? Rebound the ball, take good shots, make the extra pass, uh, and then guard in transition. Like, more than anything else, get back in transition. And the Raptors were able to not only get back in transition, but I thought they did a great job attacking in transition as well. Chris Boucher was a big par part of that. Um, unfortunately, Chris Boucher got posterized by Thanasis Adenakumbo, who midway through the game, who I was, I was definitely rooting for Thanasis, to be clear. Like, I, I, there's just something about him that's so captivating. He's really like the main character somehow, even though he never asked to be. But, um, you know, midway through the game, I was just calling him Thanasty here in the booth. And I think everyone hated it. Like, you know, but um, yeah, no, he, 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 he looked Thanasty when he um, when he posted Chris. That was a tough one in the first half. But then Chris got revenge, not against Thanasis, which whatever, that doesn't even matter. Uh, where Chris postered um, Goran Draga trying to cut to the basket. And of course, Goran was here 
Um, to be honest, look pretty smooth. Like, you know, pretty, pretty much the same move every single time. He's going to drive left, hard, stop on a pivot, and then turn around for the short jumper. I don't know how many times we got to see him do it before we really cut him off. But, you know, obviously he's, he's been a pro for a long time. So, you know, that's what he does. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, in terms of the higher ambitions, like Chris Boucher was like, I don't know, a, a higher than the rim. Meanwhile, Goran was just sitting there in the poster. So that was nice. And, and it was one of those games where once again, Goran came back and got booed. We don't know how many more of these we'll get, to be honest. He's on his way out of the league. So, you know, if this is your last chance to boo Goran on Easter Sunday, then uh, I hope you had a good time doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, in addition to, to, to Chris, who obviously we see on a consistent basis, we got to see a lot more from um you know the g league guys and um yeah for them i'm pretty happy like for them i'm really happy like these guys do deserve a chance to not like show out at the end of the season because like i mean what are you really showing but at the same time like just come in the game and deliver some kind of inklings of promise right and i thought malachi i thought first and foremost did that we've seen malachi in extended roles before but i thought he really did a great job of you know running the show today defensively i thought he was even good as well um, but, you know, you got to see, for example, a guy like Delano, who last season was in the rotation um, in and out until he sort of fell out of it. But we did see a little bit of Delano last year. This year, unfortunately, he's been injured, went down to 905, was kind of injured down there, too. So it was kind of like a missed season for him. Right. Um, but uh, I thought he played really well. I, I really liked his game. You know, obviously the speed and transition taking it end to end. But I, I liked his aggression in the second quarter. Um, you know, the Bucks were in a zone, which like Mike Boonholzer, you are sick. Running a zone in game 82 with Marjan Beauchamp and Thanasis Adenakumbo, Thanasti and Goron against the Raptors in a meaningless game. This guy really running a zone against us. But the Raptors actually you know, picked that zone apart well. Delano drove through it a few times, which is pretty hard to do against zone. Um, you know, he, he had a, played a little two-man game, him and Ron Harper, you know, connected several times. And, uh, you know, it, it was good to see. I, I, I mean, Delano didn't show in the game tonight. He was uh, 0 for 3 from 3, and he missed some mid-range pull-ups as well. But... His shooting stroke looked a lot smoother watching it pregame. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's definitely an improvement. I just remember last year when it was, like, very early on in the season that Delano was a rookie and Scotty was a rookie. They used to, like, do their warm-up shooting drills together, and they had the drill where they would each spot up to a spot. Um, so they would run to a spot, catch and shoot instantly, uh, and then afterwards they'd kind of catch and shoot from that exact same spot without the movement aspect, right? So they would take essentially two shots from each spot around the floor. And when they were doing that, it was just it took so long for either of them to make two straight on the same spot. Like it, it was it was inconsistent in terms of their shooting. Obviously, we know that. Right. But like even watching Delano today, like he made like 10 in a row in the corner. And I think to me, like that is improvement from where he was last year. Has it translated to the game? We'll see. Probably not. But at the same time, like there is more clear like work being done on that jumper. And um, I mean, to be honest, like 90% of development you don't even end up seeing in the first place, right? But I do appreciate that there, there has been some work put into that. Um, I thought he 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 did a great job of playmaking, kind of more as a secondary role. You know, you always had Malachi out there um, along with him. Or a guy like Will who kind of ran back a point guard for the group again. I thought Will played well today too, by the way. He, he knocked down a number of shots and went to the rim a few times. Um, but we know what Will can do. He's that We've seen him in the league a long time, right? Delano, I thought, in the secondary playmaking role, was able to knife through the defense a couple of times, use his speed, go end to end, you know, show all the stuff that like that's the good parts of his game. You know, I had a, a put back as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, it, it's been a while since I've seen Delano play his game and I, I'm not even sure if he's going to be on the Raptors next season. I think he probably deserves a second chance or this is, I guess, would be the third chance. But like ultimately, like 
you know, there is still kind of talent there. Like, you can see the outlines of it, and I think you saw a bit of it in this game here tonight. Again, I'm not really trying to gas it up, man. I'm really, really, I understand what's going on here, right? Um, Christian Coloco, I thought, you know, um, was decent on defense. Uh, mostly he's there for the screening. Some hard screens today. That's right. We're at the point where we're talking about hard screens, but um, it's game 82, and, you know, I, I suppose hard screens really do matter. And um, No, but, I mean, look, listen, like, that's, that's his main function on defense, right? Set a good screen, get the separation for your guard, and then go with a hard roll downhill, and whether that opens up, the lob for him or the, or the, or the pick and roll for him, uh, or if it opens up space for other people, or if it drags other defenders over, you've done your job, right? So other than that, he can't obviously control his own offense because of the fact that he's not given the ball to create. Um, but, you know, I, I thought it was, it was good seeing him, um, you know, throw down a couple of dunks towards the end there. He had a stretch where he had like three straight plays right at the rim. One for a, a cut dunk, a hard finish over Thanasis. He got fouled. Should have been an and one, but the reps, I think, were trying to just get out of here, which I can't blame them. It was game 82. Next play, he got a lob from Delano uh, off a of pick and roll. Uh, Two-on scenario again. Miles, Myers Leonard getting uh, dunked on. And then the third time, Myers Leonard was like, all right, enough is enough, all right? So they, they threw the pass to Christian uh, rolling downhill, and Christian literally rose up like that Superman dunk by Dwight Howard uh, in the dunk contest. Unfortunately, there was a defender there, so... He got pushed and wasn't able to complete it, but he, he really got up there and he, he actually had a chance to throw it in, which uh, would have been really cool. It really would have brought the house down. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I like Christian. I think he knows his role better than anybody on the team, really, and stays within it. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing his progression over the years. He's clearly going to be around. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he shows in Summer League the next time we see him. And yeah, probably Summer League, then Rico Hines, then preseason next season. Uh, but I think he's had a decent rookie season. Um, he's actually been useful at times, which is very difficult for most rookies to to even do. So I think that there's clearly polish to be made there. But he's a hard worker, um, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I trust that uh, he'll he'll sort of you know make his way onto the rotation. Even his impact metrics are already pretty solid. You know, for Ron, I mean, you know, it's interesting watching Ron because um, I think for me the biggest thing is just he, he, he just shoots it from too low. I even asked Eric Curry about this, the Raptors not a five coach, when I had him on the podcast. And I asked him about sort of elevating the, 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 the release point. Now, he talked about how the release point is normal. Like, it, it's not, like, so low, right? Um, but at the same time, like, he brings it down so low on the catch as he's sort of, you know, lifting up for the shot. So I, I do feel like he, it just means that, like, when you have the longer shot like that, you're going to need more space to get that shot off. And you're probably not going to get as much, like, separation in terms of, like, the clear view of, of the rim and everything like that. That does, I think, impact his shot making. But, you know, I, I think there's other aspects to his game. Seems like a heady player. Like, there's one play where the Raptors were – the ball went out of bounds on Milwaukee and the Raptors were inbounding from the baseline, right? It's typical baseline out-of-bounds play. The Raptors really like to run a play where, you know, they have uh, two guys in the middle of the floor, uh, two guys in the corners, uh, and then um, – the two guys in the middle of the floor, they kind of screen for each other. Um, and then a second screen comes from the wing, depending on which direction they want to go. If they go towards the left corner, the, there's, a, there's a defender, there's a player there who will then set a screen for the initial guy who got the screen at the top. And then that guy will curl to the corner for the three, right? You see this most often with Fred. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty standard play that they run for the baseline of bounds. And they usually get open corner threes out of it. Uh, when they were setting up this play, um, Ron was in the middle of the floor and, 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 Joe Wieskamp was in the middle of the floor. Clearly the plays for the shooter for Wieskamp. But Ron literally had to, like, push Wieskamp to, like, the right spot so that he can get to 
you know, the play action. And eventually it did unfold exactly like that, where I think Joe got open for the corner three. I don't know if he took it or not, or if he passed it or sort of maintained the flow of the offense. But, you know, that, that kind of small stuff where it's like heady, like, okay, you know what the play is and you know that your teammate is out of position. Let's actually organize the team. Like that, that small kind of stuff really does matter. And then, yeah, in terms of like attacking the basket, so like that, I thought, you know, he played defense um, reasonably well. Didn't let Goran score on him, which is good. Um, you know, went to the basket a couple of times. Like, yeah, you know, shouts to, shouts to Ron Harper Jr. Um, and then, yeah, Joe Wieskamp is the one guy that we don't typically see. And it was a bit of a sad game watching it just because he did get open for some threes. He wasn't able to knock those down. That was unfortunate. I think I, feel, I really feel like the teammates really wanted him to get a three off. I really wanted him to get on the board. This is one of those games where everyone should eat, right? And when you look across the scoreboard, like, everybody scored, right? Like, everybody scored except for Joe Wieskamp, who was 1-0 for 6 from the field. It's unfortunate because his first shot was his easiest shot. He was cutting to the basket. I think Chris Boucher made an extra pass in transition, which is already fairly rare enough. Uh, but he made an extra pass to, um, to Joe, who went to the basket for a point-blank reverse layup. And he just smoked the layup. And it's just really unfortunate because that was the easiest look he got all night. The rest of those were all jumpers, all threes. Um, and even though he got some wide open ones, he missed those. And I think the saddest part, too, again, and just watching it between the lines, is just like Malachi at the end there, there was like 30 seconds. He brought the ball up half, past half. And I thought Malachi was just going to dribble out the clock. And he's just going to be like, all right, guys, it's chill. Let's end the game here, right? It's 121-105. We clearly have the win. We don't need any more, right? And Malachi was just getting ready to do that. But then Joe on the wing was, like, kind of begging for the ball. Like, yo, 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 please, 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 one last shot, one last shot. Let me get on the board. And he popped behind a screen, caught the pass, didn't shoot it immediately upon the catch, which I think was already kind of, like, putting him behind um, the eight ball there. And then, yeah, then he ended up pulling for the shot anyway, even though he hesitated. And he was less open for it, and he short-armed uh, it. And, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, I just do wonder, like, if you're Jeff Down sitting on the bench, um, you'd probably be like, yo, what? <laughs> this is why I didn't get converted. But listen, obviously one game is not enough to judge uh, Joe. But, uh, yeah, it was not a highlight showing. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was an easy game. No one got injured. Um, you know, everyone kind of went happy, home happy. People got, uh, what, free pizza pizza because someone missed a free throw in the fourth quarter. Oh, actually, the one thing I really wanted to say before wrapping up was just um, – Watching with the Bucks side. Yeah, no, honestly, I, it, was, it was enjoyable watching Thanasis. It really was. There's like a certain chaos about him that just makes it like really like um, intriguing. Like you, you can't not watch him, right? Because obviously he's the brother of Giannis. So clearly it's like, okay, there, there's greatness, you know, in his blood. But then when you see him play, sometimes like you, you will see good plays. Like I thought he started the game well, rolled into the basket, finishing up the basket, dunked on Chris, like I mentioned. Like, man, okay. All right. So he was looking solid. Uh, but then, yeah, the second half, guys were just driving right through him. And I think that even though I think his best trait is probably his physicality and the fact that, you know, he has, um, you know, pr a pretty strong upper body more, more than anything else. But, you know, obviously his wing can move around and stuff like that. Guys are just blowing past him. Like Malachi walked right by him for a layup. Will Barton walked right by him for a layup. You know, so it, it was very easy to see that portion. But there's also like this, this chaos element where the, the Bucks in the fourth quarter, they ran a play. They got the Nassus a wide open three. He took the three. Shot it super long. Um, there was an offensive rebound. The, the Bucks missed a shot. Another offensive rebound for the Bucks. Somehow, Thanasis got the clear out on the, on the low block. And he caught it going one-on-one. -on -one. And, uh, yeah. And then he, he, he tried to, like, spin. He was able to do that. Shed Ron Harper Jr. And there was no help in the rim. And he was able to lay it in. So there is, like, 
this chaos about him where, you know, he's able to, to, to make bad plays but also make good plays. It, it's just fun to watch, honestly. It really was. I, I don't know. He was the first guy in the building, too. I always respect that aspect. You know, I got here at, like, 11 a.m., which is odd. Um, like, <laughs> just, just to come to the Scotiabank Arena for 11. But, uh, yeah, he, he played his game. So that's the finesse of the Denakumbo report that nobody asked for. Uh, but uh, you get it. So, anyway, to, to wrap up the show, your three stars from tonight's performance. First star for me on the Raptors side, I'm going to give it to Malachi. I really like to see. I mean, look, listen, I, I think the way you lose a game like this, and not that it, winning or losing necessarily matters, but the way you lose a game like this is like, you know, you kick the ball around, you take horrible shots, and there's no organization. You don't know, get back on defense. And all of a sudden, like, even though no one's playing that great, you're down because you just, like, were sloppy, right? There was very little sloppiness in this game, you know, in terms of how the offense was run, just because Malachi kind of had control of it. And I, I thought he did a great job. So 20 points, four rebounds, four assists, a steal, seven of 14 shooting, make two threes, four, uh, four from the free throw line. You know, yeah, he, he looked sharp. Uh, your second star from tonight's performance, um, lost the options, apparently. Um, I, you know, I'll give it to Delano. I, I like seeing the effort here tonight. 11 points, five rebounds, seven assists, a block. Um, didn't shoot the three at all, 0 for 3, but 5 of 12 from the field in 19 minutes. I just thought a good activity, broke down the defense repeatedly, got into the lane, made plays. You know, kind of what you expect from Delano. Like, this is why um, the Raptors see promise in him, and uh, we'll see if sort of, like, he's able to make good on that promise. Um, you know, for a lot of young guys, it's sort of learning how to be a pro and learning how to work and all that other stuff. But, like, it's also about waiting for your opportunities, right? And so, you know, obviously the backup point guard position in Toronto is, like, a very open opportunity that guys can hopefully take care of. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think if he's back next season, I think it'll be sort of continuing to build on some of the strengths that he already has. Um, and your third star is going to go to – wow, okay, this is tough. Um, I'll give it to Precious. 14 points, 13 rebounds, and assists, two, uh, two steals. I mean, why not? Uh, he played hard, went attacked the basket, dunked on a couple guys. Pretty good entertainment on a Sunday night. Your Gerald Henderson Award winner – um, a lot of guys to pick from. I thought I really liked Lindell Wigginton off the bench. It's cool to see him. Uh, he was with the Raptors uh, Summer League uh, one year. He's uh, from Nova Scotia, which is pretty long odds to make the league. So uh, respect his grind and the fact that he's here. Um, and and he, he, he knifed his way to the basket a couple times, knocked down some threes as well. I, uh, you know, I, I remember that wasn't the strength of his game back then, but uh, he definitely has, has aptitude to score. Um, but I'm actually going to give the, uh, the Gerald Henderson Award winner to uh, Marjan Beauchamp, who I just thought looked really nice. There's a, there's, a, there's a certain pace in which he moves. You know, he's able to sort of keep his dribble alive, but sort of the footwork he's able to get into the lane. I mean, it, there's just a smoothness about his game. I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, he panned out. Obviously, he was the Bucks' first-round draft pick this year. Um, you know, hasn't seen a lot of minutes on a winning team like this, but uh, I don't know. Watching it in person, I was pretty impressed. So 10.6 rebounds, four assists. That does it for the Reaction Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Obviously, there's going to be the playing game, so I'm not going to say any goodbyes now. But, uh, you know, the regular season is over. The Raptors are 41-41. and 41. By the way, the Raptors are now actually tied in the standings with the Atlanta Hawks, which, you know, for the eighth spot. But, of course, the tiebreaker, it really literally came down to it. This whole stupid season came down to that, that one misplay in Atlanta in, before overtime, the layup, and then giving up the layup on the other end in overtime. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. That's really what the season came down to because Atlanta finished the season 41 and 41 as well after losing to the Sixers and I believe and the, the, the Celtics today. Peyton Pritchard with a triple-double. So it really came down to that. But, uh, yeah, the Raptors will host a 9-10 play-in game uh, on Wednesday, and uh, we will have some previews for that uh, this week. But for now, thanks all for listening. 
uh, have a happy remaining, um, you know, long weekend. And uh, tune in next week as we turn our attention to the Chicago Bulls.